0: Welcome to Bergcast. I'm John Fries. This is episode two. I want to let you know that Bergcast can now be downloaded from iTunes. We're also on the web at bergcast.com, And you can also follow us on Facebook, so stay in touch and stay in tune. On today's show, I'm talking with singer-songwriter John Oliver. Now, John, Pittsburgh native, went to uh, Carlington High School, has lived in Pittsburgh his entire life, super talented guy, I first met him years ago when he was in a local surf band called Endless Summer. He and a bunch of guys that he grew up with and went to school with uh, were doing Beach Boys type surf songs and the musicianship and the harmonies and just everything you'd want to hear in a Beach Boys type band was there they were really entertaining i went to see them i can't tell you how many times back when they were performing together in various places around pittsburgh Um, john over the last year has kind of created an introspective cd of some really really wonderful tunes he has a new cd that's going to be coming out in 2019 called in the blink of a year and right now it's being put together as an album we're going to have a little bit of that music to play for you on the BirdCast today, um, but I think you're going to really enjoy the music that you hear, and I just will tell you, just from a personal perspective, it was nice to reconnect with John after lots and lots of years to talk with him about music and catch up and what we've been doing and so forth. So without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with John Oliver. John, you and I've known each other for a lot of years, and I've seen you play in different you, know, different, you know, bands and things like that. Just for the benefit of the listeners, can you just give kind of a brief history of your background in music?
1: Uh, my background in music was I basically started uh, started playing piano probably when I was about eight or ten years of age, and uh, got a little bit involved in that. But then I ran into some, met some friends in 1974 as I was a freshman in high school. And it was uh, Mark Hoffman, Dan McHugh, and company. And um, they were, I think, juniors or seniors. And then they took me under their wing. They needed somebody to do vocals, high vocals and harmonies with the Beach Boys. And uh, they had heard about me coming in. I was green. I was a freshman. And they took me under their wing. And in 1974, uh, those guys really turned my life around musically, exposing me to some stuff that I never would have probably known about. Um, And then from there on, we started bands uh probably in bands till the mid 80s with these gentlemen and um, got out of it in the probably mid to late 80s and uh kept recording writing my own stuff and now that's pretty much what I do in my studio at home here
0: excellent excellent now back in the I guess it was early 80s <clears throat> when I first met you you we're doing, as you say, beach boy music, and, and I'll mention just for the benefit of the listeners, you grew up in Carnegie, went to Carlington Dead. High School, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, your band at that time, Endless Summer, you know, I, I was at 3WS and I remember you played events for the radio station back then, and yeah. it's no mean feat to be able to structure those harmonies that, that you all did.
1: And that was something that I think we really uh, we prided ourselves on. And being at that at that young age, um, you have you, you get a new respect for that kind of stuff. And it, it's easier to let that go by the wayside when you hear it and don't and take it for granted the complexity of what goes into it. Uh, and fortunately, we had Mark Hoffman, who's got this perfect pitch ear, and he could tell you what you were doing right and wrong. But we would get together, and uh, he and Dan McHugh and myself and other friends, uh, and put these harmonies together that. When we heard them, we thought, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It really was. And, I mean, we, we would do songs that didn't require so much complexity. But when we did songs like that, we, we got a lot of satisfaction out of it
2: mm-hmm.
0: here coming out of us. Right. And, um, you, you know, you've, you've always been a really good keyboard player and a good singer. What, uh, who would you say were your musical influences when you started playing keyboard way back when?
1: Well, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I, I really enjoyed listening to people would ask me how old I am when we'd play in some of these clubs because of the stuff we were doing. Uh, keyboard-wise, uh, I loved listening to Burt Bacharach. I think he's probably one of the premier songwriters of our time. Uh, the guy wasn't the greatest of singer, but when it came to playing piano and structuring... Um, well, when he had Dionne Warwick singing... Absolutely. <laughs> it's hard to miss. And i got to tell you, uh, somebody that wasn't on the charts or anything like that that I really respected and learned a lot from from the piano was my grandmother. Mm. She played in bands as well, and she played chords that weren't your normal style chords, and she would tell me i'd sit with her and she'd say try this try that and actually one of the songs that i do there's a chord progression in there that i learned from her um and uh she was somebody that i looked up to and idolized as well
0: so um now you you put together a number of songs you're going to have an album out by the time this is out um the album won't be quite out but we'll let people know where to get it when it is out um did you take a lot of time off for music or have you been doing it through the years
1: it's funny. Um, the whole time I was, once I got married, uh, I have I have twin boys now. Like I said, they're 21 now. But the whole time I was married, up until 2009, around my divorce, I was completely void of music. I had my keyboards around, but I never sat down to them and recorded anything, played anything. I didn't have the equipment to record, but I just, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my divorce went through... Um, it, just, it was like the floodgates started to open up. All the, the, the screen was lifted. The creativity started to come out again.
0: So how long ago was that, that you got divorced and started doing that the music? That
1: was back in 2009. Okay. 2009, 2010 is uh, when I started to get back into the keyboard. I bought, I bought the Yamaha keyboard here. I've always had Yamahas on stage. but it was It's more of a home, but it's got everything on it that I need as well. Um, and uh, I just started working with that. And uh, that's, it's just started to happen again. And I wanted
0: to run with it. Did you make a conscious decision to get back into music? Or did the music just start coming to you and you thought, I, I have to write this down. I have to play this kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the second part. Uh,
1: <laughs> because uh, when, when we, I ended up getting some of the recording equipment, uh, actually my son, both of them are musically inclined. They both play keyboards. They both play guitar. They both sing. They're both very talented, I think. And uh, he was the one who started with the recording equipment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it over. He's got his own set in another room. Mm-hmm. It's a complete setup. But I took this over and started learning it myself, um, teaching myself how to do it. Because as ideas came by, you know, in the old days, we had a cassette recorder. You had to record it and maybe jot something down. This Nowadays, you can just record a track. You can do it right then and there. So that's what I did. I just started recording my ideas and running with it.
0: You have a number of songs now. You've you've done one after another, pretty much at this point.
1: Yeah, this this particular compilation. um, I've over the years, uh, like I said, we've talked. uh, I've been playing music for fifty years now. Uh, It's scary to think that way, but I've got an I've got an immense library of music, but none of it is rehashed. These songs are all brand new songs um, that have just. They just came out uh, in the last 12 months, from the the end of 2017 to the end of 2018,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they were just I I, div- I believe they were inspired for a reason, and they came out uh, divine inspiration. As we spoke earlier, uh, I think my faith in God kind of he he knew the road I was going to be going down. It was going to be a challenging up and down emotional roller coaster ride for me, and he knew the possibility of you know just. The ability or the possibility of going off the rail sometimes because mm-hmm. life can throw you curves mm-hmm. and he threw me into this because he knew how much music meant to me and what I loved about it, and he said i 'm going to throw you into this and keep you busy, and you 're going to put out some fantastic stuff and I don't mean to sound biased, but I think it's some of the best music I've written. And my son will vouch for me, too, because
0: <laughs> he told me that
1: first. He said that. So,
0: And the songs that are on your forthcoming album, um, they have a thread, a theme running through them?
1: They do. Uh, I've been fortunate and blessed in my life to be able to express all my emotions through my music, songwriting, lyrically, musically. And that's what these are. And uh, I I was in in and out in a relationship that was a a lot of up and down. And um, it really it pulled on the heartstrings in a lot of different ways. And I tried to structure the the uh, LP, the CD, um, in a way from beginning to end, kind of walking you through from beginning to end. And if you just pay attention to the songs and you listen to the lyrics, you'll hear the progression of that relationship and actual downfall of it and the end of it. But um, you know, it, everybody goes through it. But uh, I, I think writing from true life experiences, I think, really portrays a genuine feel in a song for people. And I think a lot of people could relate. That's how I used to listen to music. I'd relate mm-hmm. to songs, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'd like to think people could relate to the stuff I'm putting out there.
0: Do you? Um, what's your process when you write a song? It sounds like it, maybe it's music first, then lyrics. It, it, it's interesting, <laughs> yeah, and
1: that's what it is um, mm-hmm. because people ask me that a number of times. Um, I, I'll normally sit down, I'll get a, a keyboard, I'll start playing with chord structures and start to get some kind of a melody together, and uh, then I'll get an idea for how I want it to sound, drum wise. And I'll put the drums down and the keyboards, and then I just build from the, the ground up. Uh, a quick, quick story back uh, this past year, I went to my 40th class reunion, and a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Danny Brown. He's a he's a great DJ, and he uh, sat down with me, and we've been very close. And he said, "How do you know when you sit down at the keyboard? How do you know what kind of song you're going to write?" And I said, you know, it's a good question. When I sit down at the piano, um, I listen. I really, I, I genuinely listen to my heart. And either my, my heart either sings to me or it cries to me. And that's what I play. I don't try to change it. I don't try to make it something it's not. It's whatever it's telling me that comes through to my fingers. That's what I run with. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's done well for me to this point, I think.
0: Do you experiment with different styles when you're
1: composing music? I try to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people probably when I played in the band, it was funny because uh, we would sing everything from the Beatles to the Who, to the Association, to Buddy Holly. I mean, and I, I was able to sing any style of music out there. Mm-hmm. I could sing. But when it comes down to it, I am really kind of an emotional kind of guy, romantic person. And um, I like to sing that way. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't cut loose and sing some of the songs that that are a little bit more up tempo that I put together. Um, mm-hmm. But my style is, I guess it's kind of a a, a pop style. Um, I don't know. If I wouldn't. I don't know if I consider it power pop. There's one song under that might be close to that called "Simply Walking By,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but uh, it's not
0: rock or metal. I think it's more pop vocal related, you know. Which I think is a, enjoying a resurgence. I mean, I, the yeah. Reubenews have kind of had their second wind. There are a lot of bands out there that are power-pop-oriented bands. Fountains of Wayne, which our mutual <clears throat> friend Greg Matico put me onto several years ago. I love their music. And, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's funny because uh, one of the songs that I have written, it's its actually one of my favorites. It's called It's You, Girl. And uh, Mark, Mark Hoffman, who oh, I respect Mark's opinion musically because mm-hmm. he's just – he really knows what he's talking about. And he said, I think, I think it's a masterpiece. He said, what you've done with that song, I don't know how you came up with the chord progressions, the key changes. He was here at the studio one night, and he was asking, he said, how did you come up with that? I said, I have no idea. I just sat down with it, and I just I wanted to change. So I'd go from his, this to this, and it just sounded great. And on top of that, um, I, it, I really structured it around the association vocally. Uh, So when you hear some of these songs, I I love the vocal layers. Some of the songs have tracks, uh, 25 tracks. I've got songs with up to over 50 tracks recorded on Wow! Um, And the vocals are doubled and everything's done. Um, And I just, I like to play around and some, some things might be, people might say it's overproduced, but I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm not
0: that experienced. (laughs) So I just try to put in what I think sounds good. And you, you must have a really broad range vocally to be able to lay down all those tracks. Uh, it, it's,
1: getting, it's getting tighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it used to be a broad range. But, yeah, sometimes the nice thing about having my own studio is I'm not paying for studio time. Mm-hmm. And here's what I found out. I can come down here and with a song idea if I wanted to lay down some vocals. Mm-hmm. And if it works, if it's, if it's working well great. Mm-hmm. If it's not, I can shut everything down and go do something else and come back when the voice clears up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, There are times when the vocals are good and I can record them, and other times I come back and do them another time. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, all the vocals are done by me. Uh, on that one song, Is It You Girl, Mark had pointed out a couple of things he said to give it this feel, put <clears> this <throat> vocal part in there. I said, yeah, that's great. Can you sing it? Because I don't know if I can. He goes, <laughs> no, I can't. So I did, and he was here with me. We worked on it, and he helped me get through it, and um, it turned out really great. So I, the inspiration comes from a lot of the vocal bands that I grew up with
0: as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we we often hear about people now who are recording music in their homes, and you know, obviously the the record industry has changed tremendously. So people are putting things out, putting them on, on you know different sound uh, SoundCloud uh, apps like that. When you, when you start to build a song, when you're starting to record it, what, what, once you have your lyrics, once you have your music in place, what are the first steps that you do when you start to record
1: uh, when I start to record in the way of uh, – I'll probably start layering um, the vocals. I try to get the lead vocal down the way I want it to be, and then I'll start putting in the harmonies mm-hmm. behind that as well. This is before the
0: drum track, before a click track or anything Actually, like
1: that. no. The, the, the drum track is put down first, mm-hmm. and then the keyboard track is played over it because that's my instrument, the right. keyboard, so I'll put that over top of it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I will record uh, the lead vocal over top of that. Right. And then from there, I will build with the lead vocal. I'll build on to, uh, sometimes I'll just go, I'll switch to, I'll add strings and some brass, uh, just adding different keyboard instrument parts to it. And I'll just, I'll broaden, I'll listen to the song and hear what what vocal parts do I hear in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'll start layering in these harmonies. And the vocals, and and some of the songs, I I truly believe have some wonderful harmonies in it because I love harmonies. I Mm. grew I grew up with harmonies Uh, ever since meeting Mark and Mark and Dan and uh, singing with those guys back in the early seventies up through till to this day. We're still best friends. They're like my brothers from another mother. They're fantastic people. But I'm all about harmonies. But there are there's one song at the end of this CD. It's called um, uh, My Memory. And it's the last song, and it's just me at the piano, and it's just one vocal, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I thought about doing something else with it, and I thought it's it needs to be left alone just the way it is. It's not There's no tinkering done. It's just the way it is raw. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat down at the piano, and um, it just started to come, and I thought— I've got some words I'm going to put to this. And I sat down and I played it and I recorded it and left it like it was. Mm-hmm. And it came out. It turned out well.
0: Now, when your album is out, will people listen to the music, people that you know, will they recognize people and situations <clears throat> in the lyrics that they hear? I hope
1: they can relate to themselves in some of the songs mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. their own life experiences uh, I don't think there'll be anybody in there that will recognize anything because it's just it's really about your own interpretation of the songs I mean what they mean to me are one thing mm-hmm. what I want people to listen to is what does a song mean to you mm-hmm. can you relate to this in any way because you know as you go through life you're going through experiences you're going through relationships mm-hmm. and you can things click with you you'll hear something and that's why I always tell people when they listen to my music. Just listen. Mm -hmm. Just listen. And if you just take the time to listen, you'll hear something that you can maybe
0: relate to. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go with the music from this point? Do you plan to continue recording? Do you plan to start performing again live?
1: I've I've had a few people ask me about uh, going out and and playing some of this stuff live, Mm -hmm. which could be a challenge at times because it's not simple stuff. Uh, to just sit down and reproduce live unless I have about five people with me doing it. Uh, but um, I, I'm still recording. I've already... I actually had thought about putting this, this CD... I thought about putting it out in four EPs, separate oh, EPs, wow. over a period of time. But I sat down and talked to my boys who I... I looked to them for a lot of information because they're in the business, finance, music, end of things as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I get their input on it and then, and we discussed it and I said... This is a set compilation of songs of a set period of time in my life that I want looked at as a single body of work. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it broken up. So that's why I put it all together. I've already got a new song that I've already written and recorded Mm -hmm. that's ready to have the vocals recorded as soon as I get my voice back. So I wanted to get those out now because I intend on continuing to write and record because there's – there, I think there's a lot of stuff still left in me to go, mm-hmm. to come out.
0: What, do you, Have you given any thought to who your audience is? I mean, obviously, you're writing as a person at a certain age, and other people at your age, like myself, can listen to the lyrics and find some of our experiences in them. Um, are you thinking in terms of where you want to put your album as far as where people can, can buy it, pick it up, uh, own it?
1: um i haven't really given any thought to that yet uh, I'd, I'd like to because that's kind of out of my realm of experience but mm-hmm. i'm going to inquire with a few people that might have some ideas for me mm-hmm. in the way of an audience i'd like to kind of look at my boys nowadays they'll they'll listen to they listen to a lot of the music i've exposed them to mm-hmm. and they'll come up with a song and they'll say this is a great song listen to this song and i thought I'll hear it and I'll say, "Yeah, it is a great song. It's not a new song. It's a song that was written 40 years ago." And it, <laughs> and and I'm I'd like to think that my music can have the same effect. I want people to listen to it of all ages because no matter how eight, how old you are, you're going through stuff as a as a younger person, as an older person, you go through yeah. things in life, and you internalize a lot of emotion. You keep a lot inside, bottled up inside. I'm hoping that people can just hear something that they might be able to click with Mm -hmm. and relate to uh i don't want to isolate it and say you can't listen to it it's not geared to this uh listen anybody who wants to listen to it be my guest and if it's something that you can relate to that's that's all i'm looking for i'm not looking for recognition Uh, it's just i enjoy this is my passion this is my love i have something at this age in my life i want to be able to do this and put this out and continue to do it Mm -hmm. when we were younger you and I, we know we didn't have this kind of abil- oh, right. ability yeah. to sit down and record and do these kinds of things ourselves. <laughs> uh, so it's almost like I've got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. I'm not looking for any popularity or recognition. I just want to get it out there and let people know this
0: is here to listen to if you ever want to. Well, thanks for talking with me. And um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to talk about? Um, the name of the
1: album. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> the albums. I don't know. I don't know the the correct. I don't know what the PC thing is. If it's an album, I know, or PC, or if it's album or a CD. I still um, call them
0: albums. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at our age, we yeah. still call them albums. I know
1: Mark and these these guys. They're all about the the LPs, the vinyl. But it's called in the blink of a year, um, which I really that wasn't the original name that it was going to be, but I had written down some names and this just jumped out at me and I thought. That pretty much encompasses what this whole CD is about. In the in the course of a year uh, of my life, it, it, it went by. It's a lot of material. It's a wonderful experience, um, but it went by in the blink of a year. And so that's what I went with. Excellent.
0: Well, it's not available to the public yet, but it will be. And when it is, um, I will make sure that it's on our website so people can link to it wherever you happen to have it.
1: Absolutely, it was a pleasure, and I, like I said before, I'm honored you even considered to get together and talk <laughs> with me. We've been friends for many years, and this is fantastic. I think what you're doing is great because I think uh, identifying and exposing some of the some of the American uh, or the, the Pittsburgh history of the people here some of their talents i think
0: it's it's going to not go unnoticed oh thank you man And that's what pittsburgh's all about the people absolutely all right thanks man you got it buddy Bergcast is produced by freeze communications www.johnfreeze.com you can follow the show at birdcast.com on facebook and on itunes until next time i'm john freeze thanks for listening
2: When your whole world seems to be closing in on you I'll be standing right here beside you When you need that strong hand to hold on to I want to lay down right beside you neath the stars Ourselves in each other's arms as the night turns into day, you see it in my eyes, and feel it in my touch. Baby, just close your eyes and lay your head on me, just let go of all you've ever known before, believe what we have. Gonna be the man you turn to in your heart. We wrap up ourselves in each other's arms.